Hey there, this is Calvin, and you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. You've accessed the Do You Know show, and we're bringing you bits of knowledge and information you might not have heard from people you might not know. The one thing I must let you know, though, is that the views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this program and others, please log on to KUCI.org. Okay, um, we have a, a young man here today, and he's also, um, besides being a young man, he's... <laughs> He's also a, a professor here at UCI, and his name is Frank B. Wilderson III, and he's a professor of African-American studies, and uh, he joins us today, and we're going to discuss the existence of disparity and inequity. Um, I'm real, real, real excited to, um, to, to, t- to talk with him. Uh, we just met, as a matter of fact, yesterday and had an opportunity to discuss some things that we just touched on yesterday, but we're definitely going to go into detail as best we can today. So, Frank, how are you, my man? I'm doing okay, and thank you for calling me young. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. No problem. Yeah. Um, something that I, you know, I, I'm really, really uh, interested in doing today is um, finding out what you feel that we uh, can do to uh, at least let people become aware of the of the sincerity and the crucialness of what's happening in our country today. You know, things like this are happening all over the world, and uh, it's just something that I think that that happened uh, in Ferguson, and that's been happening for the for the past couple of days. That I think is so very important because the fact of the matter is, people are looking at that as uh, as you know, with a why in mind. Why are the people responding like that? And the fact of the matter is, sometimes we get to a point where there's no other alternative as far as we're concerned and so that's the only way we have to address it but in the course of doing so we bring attention to a situation that uh that that points out the things that are going on in our world disparity and equity that kind of thing and so how do you feel that that since it's been brought to our attention how can we you know spread this news and as well try to resolve what causes it <laughs> question of resolving it. I mm-hmm. do think that uh, we can do something. And, the, and this word we is a bit problematic also. I mean, there's there's we who are magnetizing the bullets of the police. Okay. And we who are suffering the anti-blackness that I think, you know, my theory is that anti-blackness uh, and the violence that uh, sustains it and the, the violence that emanates from it is a necessary form of, it's a kind of psychic manifestation that ultimately provides for um, mental stability for the rest of the world. So mm-hmm. I, I think that it's really uh, kind of making the problem smaller than it is, which sometimes we have to do in order to affect immediate change Mm -hmm. for 
getting immediate relief. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, what I what I believe are two things, and uh, and they're kind of in two different tracks. So let me just say, and we can decide how you want to talk about it. One is that all of the talk about the violence and the burning of buildings and um, what Michael Brown's stepfather said uh, on the roof of the car, you know, mm-hmm. about burning this, you know, what down. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a way of putting the blame and the emphasis on black people's reaction right. to a violent condition mm-hmm. that we live under uh, t- and taking the emphasis away from the violent condition that we live under every single day since we actually showed okay. up on these shores and, okay. and before. Mm-hmm. So I think that, th- that people who are actually... Uh, either, as I said in another interview, uh, like Reverend Al Sharpton and various leaders doing a kind of <laughs> anger management right. of, of black people or, or white and, and non-black newscasters who are, talk, who are trying to distinguish between peaceful protesters mm-hmm. and non-peaceful protesters. Mm-hmm. Those are false questions for me. Okay. I'm not actually, I'm not interested in calling black people to order on anything, their behavior, their attitude, violent, non-violent, what have you. What I'm interested in is keeping the, the focus of the discussion uh, where it should be, okay. which is on the fact that in my view, and this is partly what my second book was about, is that uh, the violence against black bodies is harmful, obviously, but it also sustains a psychic equilibrium for other people in the rest of the world. So, I mean, what I'm trying to say is that if we stop thinking about violence against black bodies as a form of discrimination Mm -hmm. and think of it as something that allows other people who are not black to breathe easy at Mm -hmm. night and in Mm -hmm. day to say Mm -hmm. that, oh, wow, I can see the spectacle of violence against black bodies and that renews my sense of wholeness, my sense of psychic stability. Then we have a, a a deeper problem, mm-hmm. but we have a more coherent analysis of the problem. In other words, the problem is deeper in terms of, well, how do you deal with that? Okay. If, if the way they're treating us is uh, not specifically for some kind of political objective, mm-hmm. you know, to get land or to force us to have labor, <laughs> right. but it's for their pleasure. Mm-hmm. That's what violence against black people does. It, it's, it's, a, it's a spectacle that gives everyone else a certain kind of, of pleasurable engagement. Okay. Then we've got a bigger problem than, than just the politics on the ground. But I think that this has been the case since even before the Portuguese, mm-hmm. since the Arab slave trade. This has been, I think that, that having black bodies available to perform all the illicit forms of, of, of acts that would not be permissible mm-hmm. against people of your own kind is absolutely necessary because it provides a kind of psychic grounding wire for other people to take their aggressivity that they should be turning inward against their own unethical structures, their own unethical families, and turn it against us and let themselves become stable and have their lives the way they are without having to turn against their own people. Wow. Let me ask you this. Uh, I, I was discussing with someone um, the, the incident itself in terms of uh, uh, the, 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 the officer being acquitted of, mm-hmm. the, of the charge. And uh, we, we talked about how that opens the door uh, and, and, and allows white people to feel safe 
in an environment that they feel might be hostile against them. And, and I'm talking about black folks, uh-huh. you know. And so what, 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 what it does is, is say to them that, you know, you do have a means for protecting yourself if things can get out of hand, you know, and you might not have to pay a penalty for having done so, you know. And so we look at situations that have happened in the past and, and how many people in racial, so-called racial, because I don't think it's racial. I don't think that's really the basis of what's going on. But in so-called racial situations, they have been acquitted or let go because of certain things, you know, except in the case of O.J. Simpson, which was a real problem, you know, for some people. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is, are you are you really looking for uh, a means of protecting yourself against black folks? You know, or are you, as you say, you know, is the main focus on entertainment, so to speak? And if so, then who are the people that are, are facilitating this opportunity for whatever might happen? Who are, who are those people? Can you say it a little bit differently? I, well, I don't think I, I okay. catch the thread of what you're. What what, what I'm asking is that, um, for me anyway, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times when 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 incidents occur, mm-hmm. and it's and and that particular incident is perpetrated, or 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 caused. So you know, it's is is stated as caused by some activity on the part of a black citizen. Oh yes, okay. Oh, say so the citizen is accosting a police officer. Yes. Now now it's split up because white people see it one way, so mm-hmm. you know, most white people see it one way and black people see it another mm-hmm. way. And 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 the the police officer is innocent and the black guy is guilty or the black guy is is innocent and and the policeman is guilty, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But when it's resolved and it becomes the 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 the, the policeman is innocent, then does that cause people to start thinking that uh what that's saying in essence is that i can now i have a means for protecting myself because there's a, there are people getting away with killing black so-called criminals mm-hmm. you know like the guy uh trevon martin you know mm-hmm. same kind of situation mm-hmm. he got away with killing a teenager yeah. you know whether guilty or innocent the fact of the matter is the way it looks he got away you know and so when people get away that says that what they did was okay you know, and so now we have a situation where where people can say, "Well, if I'm accosted by a black man and I kill him, it's okay." You yes, know what I mean? I see what you're and, saying. And, and and then on the other side, we we have a group of people who evidently are saying, "Well, this is a means." From what you're speaking of, this is a means of entertainment. Yeah. You know, and we don't have to get involved, and in we can just watch it. Yeah. You know, and 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 feel safe about it because we're not going to be, you know. Uh, 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 bothered by it or, or affected by it in in the larger terms. So I'm asking you, who are these people, and 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 what role are they playing? Because it's either they're supporting the 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 what what the uh, context of all this is, or they're promoting it. And if so, who's who, and 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 and, and what are they doing? Yeah. Well, I think that. Let me let me try and. And get at what you're saying okay. through, through an yeah, anecdote. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, in the, the way it works for me is that this general society mm-hmm. has a kind of phobic relation, you know, <laughs> absolutely, to 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 blacks, <laughs> absolutely, black men, black women, transgendered people, black children, mm-hmm. and that phobic, a phobic relation to someone is a irrational anxiety 
Exactly. Now, that's not a problem mm-hmm. because you can solve that through psychotherapy. Okay. But if you have a phobic relation to a whole group of people and you have the nuclear bomb mm-hmm. <laughs> and you have all the police in the world and you have three million people in uniform, I mean, mm-hmm. in other words, if, you, if your phobic relation if your phobic relation to a group of people is coordinated with a lot of weaponry and institutional power, mm-hmm. then it becomes a problem. Okay. And so I'm not saying that black people are good people or bad people. What I'm saying is that black people are powerless people. Okay. And I think that what happened, you know, it kind of goes it goes back to everything. But the Dred Scott decision is a really mm-hmm. good example about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Because one of the things that the Supreme Court tried to correct the lower courts in saying is that that Dred Scott actually had no standing you know because one court had acquitted him and sent and sent him free okay the next court said well it doesn't matter that he was in Minnesota or or at a free territory Mm -hmm. he was still a slave right so he has to go back to slavery and what the Supreme Court did is the Supreme Court went back to both courts and said I we're not going to actually correct you on the content we're going to correct you on the form. The fact of the matter is that the black person comes from Africa, and Africa is not a part of what we call political community. Okay. As a result of not being a part of political community, the black person has no standing as a legal subject. Okay. So it's not that he was in his rights or out of his rights. Mm-hmm. It's that he can he is black so he cannot appear before the law because he has no place right. in community right. now that says to me that's a that's an honest <laughs> conscious coherent <laughs> direct statement right. of the way the collective unconscious works un- dishonestly today okay. Okay. okay and i think that's in everyone mhm mhm so what I mean is that. So you're saying, in essence, race is not really an issue. Is the things that have been set in place that we we have to take a look at. Well, I would than, say I would say that that race is an issue, mm-hmm. but blacks are a special case in race. Okay, okay. Because okay. I think that non-black people are as phobic. Mm, uh huh. Uh-huh. Non-black, non-white people uh-huh. are as phobic of blacks as whites are. So I mean, I I actually see what I'm trying to say is it, I know it's a bit controversial. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that when the unconscious kicks in, mm-hmm. what we have is a situation in, is is that I am a black person. I think that I have certain rights and human standings in the world, mm-hmm. but there is actually no way for me to get that information into anyone else's psyche because of the consciousness of the people you're talking yeah, to. Yeah, okay. and okay. I think and I think that 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 governs reality. Mm-hmm. So what that means is that. And this is part of the problem, because it means that when a, a black child is killed, uh, there's really no way for the rest of the world to accept the suffering of that person's parents. Right. Right. So, so there's, so what? It, it, even the even our suffering becomes a kind of pleasure, a kind of spectacle mm-hmm. uh, for everyone else. And what I'm not saying, I'm not saying, therefore we should give up and do nothing. No, no, no. But what I am saying is that there's been a lot of, uh, because because our coping mechanisms as black people are in need of helping us make it through the day, mm-hmm. sometimes we mm-hmm. go a little bit too far mm-hmm. and think that we can actually educate other people mm-hmm. about our humanity. Mm-hmm. My second book is based on the premise that humanity 
is predicated on anti-blackness. Yeah, you know that's amazing because I, I mean that's that's how I f- I feel. You know, until I until I you know, and I just read a portion of your book. You know, I haven't even gotten it really into the book. And and my sense was that you know when I when I use the word we, I mean that literally all of us. You know, and not taking into consideration what you were just talking about in terms of we are not a part of the we. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know and, we want and, to be right exactly. We want to be exactly. And so and so and so that 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 gives me a new insight into what's going on in terms of uh, a so-called racism yeah. you know when in reality it, it we're it, in in the in the in the unconsciousness of a, a large group of people we're not even human you That's know right. and, and have right. never been human yeah. so why should why should there why should we be included in the humanness that others are sharing exactly. you know and so and so that for me that I, you know I appreciate that because I'm not taking another look at, 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 at that and so when I when I asked you you know what I we going to do you know now that changes yeah. you know because now i have to define the we yeah yeah <laughs> you know and so t- and talking about that and i want you to go a little further into that you know this consciousness that 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 people have being you know and it's it's unconscious it's not yeah. purposed or anything right. like it that unco- it it's just something that's in there yeah. you know what i mean and 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 can can that be addressed is it is it is that an impossibility? Which I don't think it is. But can that be addressed? And and do you have any idea? Idea? Because this this show right here, what I'm doing right now, man, is indicative of the way I feel. People need to know. Yeah. You know. But but there might be uh, another way of doing it because people are not going to know by listening to right. someone who's not even you know yeah. a part of the we. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. I mean, subconsciously or unconsciously, I'm not a part of the we. They, they, you know, I might get the attention and the comments and that kind of thing about, yeah, Calvin, I heard your show, da 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 da. da. But the fact of the matter is, unconsciously, mm-hmm. you know, am I, you know, the same as you are, you mm-hmm. know? And so the things that I talk about, you know, my opinions are they as valid as your opinions? Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. So, can that be? I mean, how can that be addressed? I don't have a blueprint. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I I th- I think I think that this what you and I are doing as two black people right here is mm-hmm. not is not nothing. It's some, oh yeah, it's, it's, big. it's something. It's, real big, it's something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, <coughs> Professor Jared Sexton has a quote where he says. Um, it cannot be redressed, mm-hmm. but it must be addressed. Okay, okay. And so, so here's, you know, I used to argue when I was a when I, you know, back in the day when I was stone cold Marxist. And <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm I'm far to the left of Marxism now. <laughs> okay. I, you know, I mean, it's like <laughs> I'm so far to the left of Marxism they can't even see me. Okay. okay. <laughs> but I used to argue with one of my my, my younger sisters who was, uh, you know, getting into the nation, mm-hmm. and her, you know. Uh, and uh, that that you know the nation has a divine interpretation. Exactly, you're speaking uh, of the nation of Islam. Exactly, right. you know, and that they have a divine interpretation of of the problem, saying that the white man is a devil. Mm-hmm. And I can't get with that because you know I'm an internationalist and yeah, right, and right. and I believe in re- you know secular revolution mm-hmm. and we can change this. Mm-hmm. You know, but but there was something. Now I didn't go to the nation, of course, but there was, some, there was something about that <laughs> uh-huh. in that you know when you say the white man is a devil, and and so there's going to be a divine intervention that's going to come right. down and deal with him right. and her. Mm-hmm. Now, whereas I don't agree with that, the problem is so deep that that may as well be true. Okay, okay. Because in other words, I think that uh, I've been a, a, a lot of places, and I. Th- see that 
people who come here and are oppressed for the color of their skin uh-huh. are as anti-black in their own home absolutely as a white supremacist absolutely. here yes. so we we function as that necessary locus of of, mm-hmm. of displacement for aggression mm-hmm. for everyone okay everywhere in the world and we are so isolated by isolated i mean our traumas are so isolated because if they were to reach out and say i see your grievance mm-hmm. i feel your grievance then it would not just be the grievance that we have against police brutality in this country. It would be the grievance of where we are in the collective unconscious of their parents and relatives in their country. Okay. It would be, you know, it would, it would, be, it would be so big that for them to stop having this kind of necessary grounding wire where they could dump all the aggressive aggressivity mm-hmm, that, that mm-hmm, needs to be turned mm-hmm, in inward right, on their own right. unethical family structures, right. on their own unethical governments. You know, mm-hmm. For them to stop that would mean that, that they would be on what in critical theory is called an epistemological break. In other words, they'd be on the cusp of, a, of an abyss right, looking right. into a hole of new knowledge that they mm-hmm. couldn't even actually say what it is. Mm-hmm. Their whole world would come crumbling down mm-hmm. without the black as that other two, I got you you know yeah. and so um, a while back in 1999 uh, 45 people black people were arrested on one night in Tulia, Texas yeah yeah right? you that. were in the yeah. drug bus there <laughs> right no evidence whatsoever <laughs> right, right and that's 10% of the adult black population mm-hmm. in that town what was what I try to teach my students is the film about that is from you know William Kunstler's daughter and back in the day you know William Kunstler yeah. was the great guy yeah, he was the man that's right the the struggle attorney, mm-hmm. but they're very very involved in the policy and the and the laws and changing bad policing, changing um, the jury system that as it's happening in in Tulia, Texas, and changing the way uh, drug crimes are adjudicated. But there was one thing that happened when a juror was asked, and this is what the counselor daughters could not address, what the film could not address, mm-hmm. what secular left politics could not address. The juror was asked, if the defendants, one of the defendants was your daughter or your son, and they came in on a cocaine charge and there was no evidence there, would you have believed the undercover agent as you did in this black case when the blacks were were the defendants? And she said, no, I would have needed evidence to convict somebody like that. (laughs) So here it is. She, right. And she wasn't being ironic, no, you know. No. And she and she and it was automatic response. It wasn't like she thought response. about it or, or planned what she would say. It was just automatic. Automatic. Yeah. It was yeah. a it was a honest from the gut, right. you know. And so what happens is that they need evidence to understand criminality mm-hmm. in their community. Mm-hmm. All they need is our face <laughs> to yeah. see a criminal. Wow, <laughs> that's that, that's so amazing. <laughs> you know, and you and you 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 you've pointed something out. I think that's that's so very important and that is that, you know, the the, the consciousness of the people and 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 basically I think which is a, a a key element is the fear. You know, and and I you know, change is hard for everybody. You know, but to make a complete 360 degree change in your in your the way you look at life is you know we can't even ask someone to do that and and there's something that I that I want to point out here and a, a little something about yourself um, you you got a, a a bachelor's degree in European philosophy and 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 comparative government mm-hmm. you know you have a, a, a master's degree in creative writing 
you have a master's degree and a doctor's degree in rhetoric in the rhetoric department of uh, uh, film studies program at, at, at UC Berkeley. You know, um, you had spent five, I think it was five years in Africa. You worked directly with the ANC. You worked directly with the with the with the student uh, 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 with with a lot of the student organizations, and it was something that I was talking to you when I first met you. And I was telling you about a situation that I had when I was in college. You know, and I headed the 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 uh, uh, Black Students for Black Action program, and we got some guns. We went down to the administration building, and we were ready to take it over if they didn't meet our demands. And and they met our demands, so we didn't have to use violence or any of that kind of thing. You know, but we were willing to do that. Right you know what I mean? And so right and so you're sitting there as I'm talking, just smiling at me, and then I I, I picked up something, man, and, and read a little something about you, and it says that you did the same thing but you all physically took over the building and held it for a year you know what i mean and so and so with all these things that you have going on for you you know in terms of the knowledge that you have and things of that nature and 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 i'm sure that 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 the college administration here is aware of these things that you have done and are doing for me you know what I mean? I should have known your name when, as soon as I heard the University of California in Irvine. You know, because there's so many things that you have addressed just by being who you are. You know, and so many things that you've done to address the problems that are going on in in this nation. And so, if anybody comes to get some assistance in resolving some of these problems, they should come to you. And I heard a radio program that you were on in D.C., and that's exactly what they said. We want to resolve something. We're calling Frank Wilderson. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm just saying that to say that a lot of the things that are going on in this country in terms of black people, we take a look at things and we say, if I get an education, if I do this, if I do that, if I do this, then I'm going to be okay. And what we're learning now and hearing now is that, no, that is not necessarily so. There's some things that have to be addressed. And, 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 and I'm glad you're here, man, to at least give us some insight into how you see these things. I'm glad you're here, too, because <laughs> I feel that we're coming full circle. You were 21 in 1970. <laughs> right. I was 14. Okay. <laughs> and uh, you were one of the people who I went to after school to the Black Panther office. Oh, right. Somebody just like you <laughs> in that office. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we were dogmatic in those days. Like, you must read Fanon. You cannot read Ralph Ellison. Uh-huh. But on the other hand, <laughs> uh, I would not have, had you not done what you had done, mm-hmm. Uh, people like you in that time, I would have only had a kind of a bourgeois trajectory. I got you. And it's so I'm 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 here in most of my life in terms of my CV, in terms of my professional life, has uh-huh. been an absolute failure. <laughs> 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 <You> know, <I> mean, <laughs> so, okay. so you know, I've 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 always fifty died, and uh-huh. and uh, I mainly worked part time jobs pre- right. and been fired pre- precisely <laughs> for the reason that right. at a certain point in time, right. either you must leave the institution or or it spits you out. Uh, it's a harder to do that mm-hmm. to, it's harder to have a political litmus test at a public institution like uh, the University of California but it ain't impossible and, okay. and Angela okay. Davis That's found that out here. back yeah. in the day yeah, absolutely. so yeah. it, it could happen uh-huh. to any one of us and, uh-huh. and it, these are extremely um, repressive times yes they are they are more repressive than I remember them mm-hmm. as, a, as a teenager in the 60s and 70s uh-huh. and um, I think that the election of Barack Obama has brought out to the surface all this kind of unconscious anti-blackness that I'm talking about and we're going to see the kind of continuation of a of a of a violent 
backlash, and it's not so much the vi- the violent ba- backlash of you know 1875, mm-hmm. for example, mm-hmm. after Reconstruction, the violent backlash of the 3,000 lynchings that happened between 1882 and 1919. Yes. We're 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 in the mix mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. It's happening. Yes. It's growing. Yes. It's building. Yes. And uh, my only worry is that because of COINTELPRO mm, and, mm. The, and the huge backlash that, that, that tried to crush people like yourself right, right. and that, that tried to crush people like yourself right, right. and Asada Shakur, mm-hmm. that we're not as politically educated mm. as we need to be, number one. And I think that uh, we have been a generous people Okay. For so many years, we have we have shouldered and and championed the rights of so many oppressed people. And what mm. we found is that when they get what they need, they turn back oh, on us just man. like the white people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so this age of multiracialism and this age of of multiculturalism, as as uh, Jared Sexton, who is right here at this university, writes about, is going to be, or is as draconian as the age of Bull Connor. Right. And we're going to need uh, analytical tools mm, mm. to deal with that. Absolutely, man, I, man. Uh, and that's why you're here. That's why I'm here. That's why the listeners are here, <laughs> you know, because we have to understand what we're up against and, and formulate something in terms of how we personally can deal with exactly. it. You know what I mean? And each other, other individual yes. can deal with it. Uh, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. And I want you to, to stay tuned because Frank and myself, are you know, he's agreed to stay here for another 30 minutes. And he and I are going to be talking about a blog I wrote, which is entitled Ferguson, Missouri, and keeping them separated, USA. So you guys stay tuned. Okay, we're back, and I just want to remind you that this is Calvin, and you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I have to let you know that you've accessed the Do You Know Show, and we're bringing you bits of knowledge and information you might not have heard from people you might not know. One thing I must let you know, though, is that the views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this show and others, please log on to KUCI.org. Okay, um, as you know, I um, I write a blog every week, and um, of course I've written one for today, and uh, I'm so fortunate because usually when I write this blog and I'm sitting here, I'm just the only one talking about the blog, but now my friend Frank Wilderson is still here, and he's going to help me to discuss what it is that this blog contains. So I'm going to read this blog to all of you because Frank is hearing it for the first time as well, and, uh, and then we'll get into the discussion. As I said, the title is Ferguson, Missouri, and Keeping Them Separated, USA. The outcome of the trial in Ferguson points out that we're still prone to reacting and are still not taking a proactive stance in addressing the inequity and disparity that continues to plague our collective well-being. In response to the anticipated reaction of the Ferguson residents, 
President Obama has expressed that they not throw bottles and smash car windows in retaliation to what seems to have been an unfair verdict. My question is, why not? And or what else can we do? Everybody is responding in a way that is indicative of how they feel. And in most cases, these feelings are race related from Trevon Martin to O.J. Simpson and all the way back to the Emmett Till travesty. Our judicial system concentrated on the racial aspects of its findings. And we responded to the outcome of these findings from an ethnic frame of reference. We are reacting to what comes across as a white versus black state of affairs, but what is really a worldwide capitalistic endeavor to maintain the status quo. We should be formulating a means for correcting this economic disparity that is produced, promoted and maintained by this money power hungry faction. But instead, our feelings are hurt and we are seeking recompense for the anxiety and stress we have experienced as a result of being involved, sometimes vicariously, in these seemingly race based scenarios. It's said that power corrupts, but even a semblance of power can destroy. The only real power is love, and any power outside of that is a facade facilitated by fear. We have given in to the illusionary power and succumbed to the underlying tactics of the so-called powers that be because we are reacting to the fear that stems from concepts that are not based on truth. The shared fear is one of not enough, and the dichotomous fears are on one side, white folks don't want us to have nothing and on the other side black folks want to take what what is ours we thereby feed into and concentrate on this white versus black scenario while unawarely giving power to the entity that created it the power of love is thereby transmuted into a love for power fueled by the acquisition of more we're focused on race and the ones we've given power to as a result can concentrate on acquiring as much as they can as quickly as they can The gradual eradication of righteousness, sadly enough, is the only inevitable outcome. We must let the president know that we've heard his thoughts on what not to do, but we want answers to what he and our governmental representatives are going to do. We feel threatened and without power. So what are y'all administrative folk going to do with the power we've relinquished to you? We must all demonstrate our collective support by communicating with each other and following through with an implementation of positive and proactive ideas into a collaborative reality. We must not allow our differences to override our commonality. We must stop looking at the small photograph depicting the fear of lack and start observing and accepting as real the panoramic landscape of more than enough whatever is to be done in order to be beneficial to all must be done and accepted by all this is the only way the power of love can be shared by all the people the result of which allows us to bask in its righteousness idealistic as it may seem keep in mind that we live in a world of limitless possibilities and we can still develop it develop and implement a means for peaceful coexistence as it stands our only other choice is to continue to react and respond to situations that are designed to keep us apart what you gonna do i'll holler okay uh (laughs) frank i i as i as i said to you you know this is this has been and 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 still is uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, a, a we situation. But now what you've done for me anyway is 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 attuned me to the fact that there can be no we unless it's a voluntary we, <laughs> you know, and 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 it, and it, and it, and it acceptable type of thing, you know. And from what we've discussed earlier, and I want you to, you know, touch on it just a little bit more is the fact that that we're looking at a situation where there there are there are two consciousness 
you know, one being that um, um, I'm I'm in a situation. I'm white and I'm all right. I'm OK. And whatever I have to do to maintain that status, you know, is, is OK. Whatever anybody else does to maintain that status is OK. You know, and this is not a, 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 a purpose thing. It's just a, a, a subconscious thing. You know, this is just how I feel. And all of us have that. You know, the other side is that black people don't have it and ain't, ain't going to have it. Until something is done to 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 make us or to allow us to share in the freedom that other people share, and something I think that is so very important, and 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 I heard you talk about it on 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 the show in in D.C. and that is is that a lot of times people feel that you know well my 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 Latino problem is related to the black problem, my Jewish problem is related to the black problem, my gender problem is related to the black problem, and what you've said and what I agree with wholeheartedly is that no, no, there is no problem on the planet like the black problem is just that you guys don't understand that, so if you could elaborate on that just a little bit, I think that will point out what's going on in Ferguson and all over the world See, as I listen to you read the blog i I really felt compassion. Mm-hmm. coming through and this is you know my, my heart breaks right it okay really mm-hmm. I'm having a hard time talking about this because wow we have given the world so much mm. and no matter what you know your blog just reminds me of, of how a how how emotionally and 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 um, um, emotionally generous and compassionate we are mm-hmm. and how much we yearn to have the world recognize that compassion, that that we that we yearn for that. Am I okay? Oh yeah, I'm right. sorry, man. So, um, so you know, we no matter what happens, we, we you know the, the the world says to us, and and my a lot of my work is actually when I talk about the world and I do a critique, I'm actually uh, critiquing the left uh, for the way that we are treated in coalitions, for Mm. example. And, you know, one of the complaints of the past uh, 20 years, which I'm I'm learning about now from other scholars, because I spent a lot of time, as you said, out of the country and in South Africa, Mm -hmm. but one of the the complaints about us blacks in the last 20 years is that, you know, our demands, our energy, uh, what we have to say, we take up all the air in the room. (laughs) And historically, that is just not the case. Okay. Every, you know, as a former Panther, that all of the radical groups that were trying to do something in their communities, from the American Indian Movement to the Young Lords to the Brown Berets, um, came to the Panthers and asked, how do we get this off the ground? Mm-hmm. The African National Congress started in the, in the early 19-teens by coming to the NAACP. And so all over the world, we have this thing where, where people are looking to black Americans to help them in their struggle, and we've always given that help. Okay, Your blog mm-hmm. is an example of our generosity, mm-hmm. and yet they don't give back. Yeah, We still remain their problem, no matter who we are. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I think I'm losing a little bit of the thread of your of your question, but I just wanted to re- yeah, react yeah. on a, on a, on on how heartfelt I experienced the emotional generosity of what you were saying. Wow, thank you. Yeah, uh, basically, what w- what I'm asking you is that you know, as I said, you've changed my idea of the we, you know, and 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 I'm looking at how um, the things that 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 we're doing, the only way that they're being um, even thought about is if they can be used 
for the benefit of those looking at them. Yes. You know. Yes. And, yeah. And, exactly. And, and so and so and so the blog, you, you know, the books you've written, uh, any anything that's being done by us. The only validity it has is what can how can I use this for my own personal gain? You know, and and and, and my question to you basically is that I, I know you see that as well as I do. Right. How I mean, how do, can that be addressed? How do we how do we address how do you and I personally what you I'm, know address that? Yeah, okay, what I'm doing in my life is mm-hmm. is trying to stay sane. <laughs> <laughs> it's not not easy. You know, for one, trying to stay sane. Okay. Uh trying to do my job at a university that I, that that I know is not a civic organization, mm-hmm. but is is actually a murderous juggernaut. You know, wow. I, I I work for an institution that makes nuclear bombs mm-hmm. that theorizes how to gentrify black people into the wet wintry oblivion in their business schools. Uh-huh. That uh, is actually a, a, a just a, a part of the murderous mechanism, mm-hmm. and so I have to maintain my sanity in that space while all the other people around me are pretending and talking about such BS kind of codes Mm -hmm. like civility Mm. and and actually heightening the university to a standing that it doesn't actually deserve. But what I can do and is is to uh, maintain my sanity, keep my job, and use the resources Mm -hmm. to do the kind of research that will actually benefit black people understanding the singularity of our problem Mm -hmm. so that we don't feel guilty Mm. when uh, we hear something that sounds kind of wrong, you know, like people trying to analogize what's happening to us with other people. There are two moves in that, in that kind of thing. It's not that people don't suffer in, in, in Palestine and they only suffer in, in Ferguson. Mm -hmm, I'm down mm -hmm. with the Palestinian struggle. I always have been, but Mm -hmm. I also know that once the Palestinians get their country back, then I'm going to have to be against them. <laughs> and why is that? Because they're going to be against me. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. Because they always have been. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, you're absolutely right. It's not absolutely like they're right. going to start being against right, me. Right, It's that right. they're going to have the institutional capacity yes, yes. to manifest the anti-blackness right. that actually made them who they are exactly. from the very beginning. From the beginning when they first came to Africa, yeah. It's or just there, that yeah. now mm-hmm. they are in an ethical right. Relation, right? And the Israelis are not. Wow. Okay, but yeah. once they get that, they're going to re- revert right back to, mm-hmm. or it will become manifest mm-hmm. what they were from 625 A.D. Right. when they started the right. slave trade right. against Africans. Right. And so, what I have to do is to the little thing that I can do in my life is to help black people and black youth in particular. Mm-hmm. A, get the analytical tools to understand the nature of our isolation. Okay. The nature of our isolation and, the, and, and to see how all the guns are stacked up to maintain that. Mm-hmm. And B, see if bringing myself and them to a kind of understanding of that can also manifest itself into something that contributes to a project of resistance. Mm-hmm. Because I like the word react in your blog. Mm-hmm. With, without the kind of, and, and, this, and this again, we're coming full circle. I, me, I, I met your, you, <laughs> you in the guise of other right. Panthers. I met you in 1968, 69, mm-hmm. 1970. And what you did for me was to say that political education 
uh, happens with the tools of the academy, but it can't happen in the academy. Wow! Yes, yes. And yes. so that's if 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 I can contribute to that, mm-hmm. then maybe uh, when the next wave of repression really gets going, mm-hmm. you know, if I mean we're in it. Yes. But the, when I say the next president gets elected mm. and it just becomes bald, I mean mm-hmm. right now Obama. You know, one thing that Obama could do for black people, you know, milk toast as he is. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Is he could get on a plane and pretend that he's going to ha- go have a meeting in Switzerland, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. And when he gets off the plane, he could ask for political asylum. Uh-huh. Right, right. <laughs> right. He has that you know? advantage. <laughs> and, and, and just make a statement. It's, it's too dangerous <laughs> right. for me to be in my country. <laughs> you know, I need political asylum, yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If he could make that move, okay, mm-hmm. that, I might forgive him for everything else that he sold out on, you know. <laughs> Wow. You know, uh, something I, something that, that you know, I, and I, I just want to share this with, with, with the listener, you know, and I, I, because I think it's so important. You were talking about Al Sharpton and the fact that what did you say he was? Well, I, I think all I think I think all these people uh-huh. who are who are not on the ground. Right. You're radicals from the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. But all these church people and justice department people going down what they're really doing is they're trying to do anger management, anger against, management against black for, people yeah, yeah, for, so for, they're just agents of anti-blackness yeah, yeah. right and 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 so um that's uh that's still a reaction yeah you know, what they're yeah. doing is still a reaction yeah. even though they've been put in a position to react yeah. you know they're, 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 they're still reacting and so what what I'm, I'm speaking about in the blog basically is that you know being proactive in 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 what it is that we do you know because we're pretty much alone in it we are. you know and 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 the only way that we're going to be able to really address it is to talk to one another about the situation, to communicate with each other. And I got an opportunity to talk to some 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 young people uh, on the phone. We had a phone conference this morning, and these were kids from all over the country. And when I say kids, they're under forty, you know, yeah. not children. <laughs> I hear you. But, <laughs> and 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 they were talking about the situation in Ferguson, and and all of them uh, have some. Uh, place in a youth organization in their respective cities mm-hmm. you know and so they want to resolve not not necessarily resolve today but at least take a look at what can be done to save the children mm-hmm. that's their focus you know and they were talking about I, I you know I, I made a suggestion that I felt that it was very very important first of all that we have to communicate that's the first that's the first step we have to communicate with one another and then um, some things that we need to do for one because a guy said well well I think that we need to talk to the children I said that's absolute every child from as 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 early as they know if it's three years of age you know you have to tell them what the situation is in this country and what they're gonna be confronted with when you walk out that door you know be careful because they coming at you yeah you know what I mean because we like you said we're you, 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 we're basically a target for everyone who who wants to feel good about themselves, to feel safe and comfortable in what it is that they're doing. Exactly. And so, if we if somebody has to die, then it's going to be one of us. Exactly. You know, to make that to to have that continue. But 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 something that one of them brought up is that you know, well, I think that not only do we have to 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 educate the the children, but we have to educate the police. And I'm like, you know, and I, I want people to have an opportunity to express themselves because I was kind of like <laughs> taking over the conversation. But I wanted these kids, you know, to be able to hear themselves talk. Yeah. But that that, you know, that's 
it, it, it's it's something that a lot of us feel yeah. very deeply about. Even myself, to the to the extent that I said we, yeah. you know, including others, yeah. you know. But but there's some things that, as I said, that you've expressed that 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 I'm gonna have to take a different look at the things that I say because whatever I say out of my mouth, I live that, yeah. you know. And 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 if it changes, I'm gonna let people know. Hey, that <laughs> I ain't feeling that no more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But in 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 that aspect and 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 in relation to the blog. Um, I still believe that we have to be proactive. I do we too. We have to yeah. be. Yeah. You know, we can't keep responding to this right. mess because, right. it, like you said, it's going to escalate. Yeah. It's escalating now. Yeah. It's going to continue to happen. Black kids are going to continue to be killed, continue to be put in the penitentiary, you know, continue to, to have their, their, their parents worried. At, you know, mothers today, I've talked to a lot of black mothers. I, 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 you know, I was a manager of a youth center in Chicago, and, and, and just about every day, Mothers would say to me, I want Robert to go outside, but every time I let him out, I'm scared he ain't coming back. Exactly. You know, yeah. and, 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 and that's and that's something that we we live with every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so and so uh, because we don't know who to surround ourselves with, you know, we have to be we have to talk about that as well. Yeah. You know, and so go go ahead, Frank. Well, the police are already educated. <laughs> <laughs> they, they passed the they, test. They, right? they, 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 they understand. <laughs> okay. They, they, they have okay. a perfect education. Uh, you know, the, the late, great Tony K. Bambara mm-hmm. uh, was was a great fiction writer and, and political activist in Philly. And, and I met her in, in uh, Minneapolis when I was teaching creative writing and she said to me that she was distraught. This was back in the, the early 80s, I believe, and that, that um, she was in a coalition with, with white women or, over gender politics. And, mm-hmm. this is, and the, the thing that she's talking about, you know, dealing with white women in gender politics and their anti-blackness mm-hmm. is not just out in the community. Okay. That's with white feminists at the university as well. Oh, wow. It's, it's, so it's, it's, not, it's not how many books that you read. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a it's a condition of whiteness first, feminist <laughs> second, <laughs> you know. And this came up where, where they were trying to deal with with the question of rape, and what they were trying to do with the question of rape as women. And at a certain point in time, in this coalition, uh, the white women came up with a proposal as part of their as part of their uh, political strategy of educating the police about how to deal with rape victims. Okay. Now, the black women didn't want anything to do with this. Mm-hmm. And so the talk was symptomatic. I mean, people weren't talking to each other theoretically. This was a, a community organizing thing. But what's interesting to me is that the coalition broke down on that issue. Oh, man. The issue right. of educating mm-hmm. the police. Mm-hmm. And the, what the black women were trying to express... In, in, a, in, a, in a kind of microcosmic way, which has macrocosmic uh, implications, mm-hmm. is that for us, you, can't educate the, you cannot educate the police that we are women. The okay. police don't see women okay. when they see us. Exactly. They exactly. see women when they see you. Mm-hmm. And, the, and see, what happens in these, in these white feminist circles is that they refuse, at that moment, they had an opportunity to be authorized, to be authorized by black feminist uh, interpretation of the world. Right. To, to surrender their interpretation at that moment to say, oh, well, educate me. What, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in a coalition. I don't want to, I don't want to do a practice where I'm going to benefit and you're not. 
Mm. So tell me why, you know. But they simply stuck to their guns. Okay. And say, no, there is a way. And I think that, that, the, that the black women at that moment were theorizing in the way that you and I have been doing right here now. Mm-hmm. They, were, they were trying to begin a theoretical project in their political organizing about mm-hmm. what it is in the collective unconscious of ordinary right, people and right. the police okay. that makes it so that they can't see us as women and instead of stopping right there mm-hmm, and, and surrendering it. their right. authorization All to right. black feminist authorization, mm-hmm. they insisted on their interpretation. Wow. And so I think that um, that's just another example of, mm-hmm. of, and that happens here. Oh, I'm sure. It happens right I'm here, sure, even yeah. in, in the halls of academia, right, you know? Right. Uh, I, in my second book, what I said is that, that, that white feminism, because I do a critique of, of, of white feminism um, from, through the lens of certain black feminists like mm-hmm. Hortense Spillers and Sidia okay, Hartman, okay. I said that white feminism is a form of policing, mm-hmm. just like the people who have guns on the beat. So, okay. I mean, it's, it's all people are in some way involved in making sure <laughs> uh, that we are yes. isolated uh-huh. and that not only that we are isolated, but that we are available to displace their aggression onto when mm. they fear turning on their own people and dealing with their own people. Right, so right. that they can become stable, stay stable and unethical they can put it off on us. Mm-hmm. And that's why we have the movies. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All the black bodies that are destroyed in cinema. And then right. the next cut is not to a reflection on the suffering of those black people, but it's a cut to something else. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. they don't think that we are in pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of times we don't either. Yeah, because yeah. we've learned mm-hmm. that, uh, in fact, I, I'm, I'm, I'm writing a book right now, and part of it is, is looking at the literature of, of Black Liberation Army people who wrote autobiographies. And one of the things that, that I'm finding is that in, in Sophia Bakari's autobiography and Asada Shakur's autobiography, there's a reticence, there's a reluctance to, to express the pain and suffering that they experience mm-hmm. as black women okay. compared to white feminist radicals. Okay. And I think that's because they understand intuitively mm-hmm. that nobody cares. Mm, yeah, yeah. There's absolutely. no auditor out there for absolutely. black pain. Right. There's no right. auditor for black pain. Wow. You know, you, you, you're you doing a lot of things, man, and, 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 and I, I, I got to have you back on this show because uh, you bring a light to, to a, a situation that's, 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 that's total i mean it's pitch black out here you know what i mean and 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 in this room in this college on this campus in irvine in 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 santa monica all over all over the world you know what i mean and we have to have an opportunity to hear from the so-called other side you know what i mean and 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 i so appreciate your being here. and as i said uh i'm definitely going to have you back because you're doing a lot of things you talked about uh, writing another book but you're also working on a film you know that i think is so so very important and so crucial and i I would like for you to leave uh, the listening audience with some some way that you can be contacted in terms of an email if 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 someone wants to respond to you or ask you uh, about the things that you're doing. Okay, and mm-hmm. I want to say that I couldn't be saying any of this if you hadn't given me the opportunity. So <laughs> no it's your show <laughs> okay. and your history yeah. that allows this to happen. Okay, <laughs> thanks so much. Thanks so much. Yeah, I have a personal website mm-hmm. which is www.incognegro. <laughs> Let's spell that for the for the audience, man. I n c o g n e g r o. Okay. www.incognegro.org. 
or you could simply I have two jobs here I, I'm half time in drama uh-huh. in the doctoral program I'm half time in um, African American studies so okay. you could just google me on okay. the University of Vermont campus Real website good. and find my uh, campus email alright Frank, thank you so much. And as I said, uh, you know, you're definitely going to be back. And I so appreciate what it is that you're doing. And uh, and all I can say to you, man, is keep being you and keep doing what you do because you're doing a wonderful, wonderful job. Back at and you. I'm all right. <laughs> I want you guys to stay tuned for my for my man. And his name is John Kim. And he's going to bring you the Zot Report. And he's going to be sharing all his knowledge, or at least some of it, and insight on the sports programs right here at UCI. So stay tuned. And as always, in parting, I'll holler.